It is the Nico and Chris Bears postgame wrap-up podcast show featuring Nico and Chris. I'm Nico. And I'm Chris, and your Chicago Bears drop a heartbreaker 29-22 against divisional rivals, the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings. I used to talk good. But I got to say, Nico, uh, despite the outcome, I'm really happy with the way the team played today. Balls of solid brass, especially in that second half. Well, after 25 minutes of possibly the worst football you could have put together. Yeah, the first half never happened. Yeah, yeah. after that scene missing of the first half of football, all of a sudden... It's weird. They only make the Bears play two quarters now. Yeah, it's, it's really... It's really All of a sudden, though, they came back. And I think, actually, the streak got broken today. They, they allowed that last-minute touchdown on the Vikings. So there's a first touchdown they've allowed in the second half this season on defense. Um, One touchdown out of five games. Out of five games is nothing, it's nothing to sneer at. Nothing. And the fact that they only gave up eight points after giving up 21 almost immediately to the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Uh, it, it, again, it shows they made him look god tier in that first half. If the Bears have done anything so far this season, it's they, they lead the league in resiliency. They don't quit. At least they don't quit easily. They still are bad. <laughs> There's a lot of missing pieces on this team. The offense and defense. But today was the day I think Justin Fields finally had his coming out party. Last week, I know they lost and they didn't score a touchdown. But I thought it was Justin Fields' best game as a thrower, a passer. And today, I think he put it all together. I think. He looked really good. I know it's only one half of football still. I want to see it for four quarters. But I think once they got that first touchdown, they opened up the playbook, and right. you saw some. You saw a little bit of imagine, you know, imagination in the play calling. Yeah. Fields also had the wherewithal to go for it when he had to. He he got quite a few clutch first downs. He well, he's 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 certainly not been afraid to play hard at all this year. He wants to win, although that will shorten your career sooner or later. Those hits are going to count. Um, he didn't really take any today. No, he didn't. Not too bad. But, you know, you get that touch. He had, like, that touchdown run that was negated by the really bad block in the back. That was not a bad. That, that was, was a, such a flop. The, the Cristiano um, Ronaldo move. Yeah, that, I mean, I'd love to see that guy take a slap from Will Smith, see how good his acting is then. <laughs> Besides that, I, I mean, there was some, and there were some ticky-tack plays. There was that weird pass interference that got called that I didn't really, I didn't really care for. Um just some weird just some weird penalties called from the home team. Home team gets the calls, except when you're the Bears, and then the away team gets the calls when you're at Soldier Field. Right. Uh, <laughs> um make sure to listen to uh, you know, Jefferson got a couple of calls too against the rookies that oh, I know. he it's, really shouldn't have gotten. Yeah, shouldn't have. And I mean look, I, I got really upset at the end the very end of the game because this guy who I've never heard of, his last name Smith Marset catches a pass in the two-minute drill, and all he's got to do is run out of bounds. He's at the sideline, but he tries to make a play where there's not a play to be made. The ball gets stripped, and they lose. But in reality, because the Bears played so poorly in the first half, and that last drive, that last drive the Vikings scored on was a 17-play, eight-minute drive. And you called it right before they took the ball to start that drive. Yeah, but gonna, that, that was just smart offense. Smart offense. On, on the smart part football. of the Minnesota yeah. Vikings. Yeah, to exactly. try to run the clock out when they knew they were going to come away with the lead. And they had already beaten the Bears defense most of the game. So they went so they went like, okay, let's just chip away, chip away. And the mistakes happen. And I mean the Bears showed flashes, but again, it's a bad defense. And a guy named Smith Marset, who no one ever heard of before, 
33 minutes ago. Um, (laughs) Not who you're going to go to in a fourth quarter pressure situation. If this team progresses properly, if the GM does the right thing and they make the right moves and they coach them perfectly in four, you know, let's say three to four seasons, if they're if they're in a Super Bowl, no one's going to remember Smith Marset not running the ball out. But I just I think in that situation. When you have a guy like Smith Marset and you have a guy like Mooney on the other side of the ball, I don't know if he was double covered. And, he was but, covered. He was covered. I do Pettis like Pettis had some key drops. I mean, I know Pettis you had can't drops. put him in the game. Yeah, he proved himself ineffective. I know, but Komet. But you know who did have good plays today? Komet caught some passes and made some first downs. Mooney made some first downs, and I like they threw him in the slot. Looked a lot better in the, out of the slot. And David really Montgomery, big flashy catch that should be on. Oh every my god, that one-handed game. catch should yeah. be all over ESPN and whatever uh, it's, you know shows are going on. M- Montgomery comes back two weeks after an ankle and knee injury, and it's like he never missed a step. It's like he hasn't missed a game. Missed a huge snap. day for Montgomery. He played awesome. So the pieces that everybody were hoping for probably had their best games, and then Valus Jones Jr. possibly has now opened up the offense just a little bit. That Catch that pass he make catches in the red zone takes it in for a touchdown. Just turns on those jets and that defense can't catch him. So you see some of the good things that I I I know we didn't have like a preseason show, but I know I think I told you for sure all off season. I just kept saying I think they're just going to start really slow and they'll get better incrementally and maybe they'll get way better by the end of the season. But I think they're going to slowly get better. I think the 49ers game is a mirage now. The win, because the problem is, is it set everybody's expectations too high. You know Plus, I mean? that team's really showing us who they are now, too. The 49ers are playing a lot better. Exactly. But they're not playing in a hurricane every week. It, 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 like on, you said, a, on a brand I new agree field. 100%. It's real easy to forget that game one is game one. Right. And they're not playing on a hurricane every week. They don't have Trey Lance. They got Jimmy G, and they're back to the way they were. And the Bears are, you know, who we thought they were before the season started. Can I just say, I, I love our audience here today is our old buddy, Kreia and Koviak. I'm so glad he's here today. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Chris and Koviak. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Show us your tits. Hello. <laughs> we're going to see That Tony's was Chris later. and Koviak, ladies and gentlemen. Woo, yeah. <laughs> we're, seeing the, we're seeing the alternative band Toadies tonight playing their album Rubberneck. In its entirety. In its entirety, from the first song to the last song. That means they are opening with Mexican Hairless, and they are closing with I Burn. It's 14 great tracks. Awesome. Uh, Valen, if you're listening, I know you are. Lead singer of Tony. Valen Todd Give Lewis. us a call. Yes. <laughs> call the We shows. are so sorry. Uh, those Minnesota fans were so goddamn disrespectful. I got to promise you, Chicago Bears fans are not going to be like that tonight at Cabaret Metro in Chicago, Illinois. Was it the Toadies who had stuff It was First Avenue. Yeah, Oof. Minnesota, somebody whipped a drink at him. Yeah. Bull crap. Minnesota, guy, grow up. I bet that guy's a Minnesota cop. <laughs> hi <Hi-yo. laughs> <laughs> true. It's true. Uh, also, make sure to follow us at NNC Bearscast on Instagram and Twitter and listen to the show where you can find podcasts because it's a pretty cool format. Spotify is my personal home base because it's super easy. As soon as you search Nico and Chris, we are the first show that pops up. And now our podcast hosting site, Anchor, is a part of Spotify. So they're in bed together, folks. They are having sex. 
So uh, I want to talk about the Bears' extremely risky play calling today in the second half. Yeah. Uh, they they casually went for an onside kick. After they, they, they failed on the two-point conversion, yeah. But, yeah, they had a great touchdown drive. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I liked it. They converted a fourth down. Yeah, I liked it. I can't it. remember the last time I fucking saw that. Yeah, they were 0 for 1 going yeah going into that. we got to swear to keep that parental advisor on the show. <laughs> I liked the moves because, to me, and I was, you know, it's so funny because this morning, the uh, Packers, sorry, I'm clanking all around here, my pots and pans. Um, <laughs> the Packers played the uh, the New York football, the New York football Giants, Giants. defeated the Chicago Bears last week. Yeah, they, they played them in London. And the Giants are now two and zero against the division, and not to mention they're four and one overall, which is nuts. Brian Dable has has again. I, I used this phrase earlier. He's made chicken salad out of chicken shit. Um, the one thing I was saying to myself before I came to your house to watch this game was I noticed that Brian Dable, especially last week too, took a lot of chances. He knows his team's not very good. They don't have any good wide receivers. They, they, if everyone thinks the Bears have bad wide receivers, go look at the wide receiving stats of the, the, the Giants because they're just as terrible. I think Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Toney don't even get on the field anymore. But their wide receiver sucks. Their quarterback right. is nowhere they, they near as Daniel good Jones as Daniel Jones. Handing off to Saquon Barkley. That's his best that, that move. That team has no Nothing. weapons. But their coach still still comes up with game plans to try to help the team win. And I and I and I respect that because he goes, it doesn't matter if we win or lose. We're just gonna play the way I want this team to play. I'm gonna coach his team the way I want them to play. And the right. and, and I and I definitely saved it. And it says Brian Dable this is from Ross Reed and it says Brian Dable coaches like he knows he's in a rebuilding seasons and he in a rebuilding season and he can take chances. And we saw Flores of that today nice. with Eberflus. Yes, because I felt since... Not that first half, but... No, but I felt since pretty much the Packer game, after that fourth and one shotgun call that, that Fields got stuffed at the line for, I felt since that game, Eberflus and Luke Getze and even Alan Williams too, have pulled back a little bit and said, oh, we can't lose games like that. We can't... da 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 You know, we can't... And to me, I think the complete opposite... If no one expects you to win, just go for it. Bet it all on Black Wesley Snipes. You know what I mean? Just fucking put the whole... Give him the whole passenger 57 treatment. <laughs> you know, put in U.S. Marshall, sit back, and enjoy your fucking night. You might as well do it. Cut him with the blade. Evade the other team's taxes. Just show them what you're made of. Right. First off, you can't be taxed if you spend all your money. That's a little bit of a, a tip you <laughs> might is, not know. It is good to be me in 1992. That's the only... <laughs> Go, OJ. <laughs> no, but it, it just... You're not going to win. You're These not winning Saturday a Super Night Bowl. Live references. If you guys were curious, he's like... Pete Carroll has made his career on risks. Ron Rivera has made a career on risks. He's got a goddamn nickname. Right. But, you know, and the difference with, and everyone goes, well, Belichick doesn't have to. Well, when you look at Belichick's success, he always had Brady there doing, picking up all the stuff where it didn't work for him. Right. They they blanked Detroit today, which is fucking awesome, but it, uh, a Brady-less Belichick run ship with the Patriots, they don't look great. They don't look like a good team because they don't have the guy picking up the pieces. Today, it seemed like when they finally got their chance to actually be on the offensive side... It seems like they called the place to let Justin Fields do what he had to do. Protection was a little bit better. The catch, I mean, besides the Dante Pettis catch and the one catch to... Um, 
You mean the the non catch, right? The non catch, yeah, because it was in his hands twice. Yeah, I mean, besides that, Justin Fields looked good today. I'm not saying great. I'm not saying he's turning the corner. What I saw was a guy and an offense that was built to his skills. I felt like for once that the offense and the quarterback actually met in the middle. And they I think worked in sync. To come back to what you're saying, Justin Fields is not going to look like a top 10 guy. Because I think he is a top 10 quarterback. Or Can be. has the potential for top 10 right. quarterback to him. Until he gets the protection he needs and until all the pace guys are gone. The weapons. Because look at Justin Jefferson. Look how awesome he was today. Uh, Jefferson had an amazing game. Even, even if it was just the first half, just look how awesome he was. Dalvin Cook was incredible. When you can get him a State wide receiver ball. like that, when you can get him a tight end that could catch everything like a Travis Kelsey or a, uh, back in the day, uh, Zach Ertz or something like that, when you can get him a guy that does that, then you're going to see things happen. Because today he did the best with the players he had in the field. He used the best players he had, but he made it work. They made the offense work today, for the most part. He's got Darnell Mooney. I'm not saying Darnell Mooney is on that level yet. He's not. I think he could be eventually. He might be, maybe. But I like the fact that... But the tides are turning. You saw that catch. Holy fucking shit, folks. That one-handed catch... Gosh damn it! I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'll definitely. I'll definitely look into it all week because I have nothing else better to do with my life. But I noticed Darnell Mooney was in the slot all game today, which is what I've kind of been wanting him to go back to. When he was outside and the number one guy, he hasn't been able to get any separation. Today he looked like he was open. He had better shots to get the ball. The one-handed catch, obviously, he caught another one, which I really liked. Put him in the slot. His speed and his size work better in the slot. He's not a Devontae Adams. You know what I mean? He's not, you know, he doesn't have that big bruiser body where he can jump up and catch everything. But if you put him against a good slot corner, I think he could still make magic happen. You know what I mean? I think putting him in the slot today was a good idea. But, yeah, the failures of the Bears offense come back to who they don't have on offense. You see Pettis, the other pieces Equinamia of the St. Brown, Smith Barset. Those guys don't work. And you... you, you it, it it's going to take time, but I would rather Brian, uh, Matt Aberflus and all of his coaching staff just fucking go for it. If you know the game is within reach, go for it. Fuck it. Who cares? I know I was upset today. I know I was upset at that fumble at the end of the game. I was livid, but that's because I want this team to win, but I also don't want them to be scared of not winning. That's the hardest thing. Watching coaches scared of just not losing the game too hard. I'm going to introduce a segment on the show called Nico. It's okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Nico. It's okay. That was Nico. It's okay. Brought to you by Dude Wipes. <laughs> Have some problems in the back door? Wipe it off with Dude Wipes. <laughs> they do the job. They dude the job. <laughs> Hi-yo. <laughs> Do you want your butthole to smell like an axe? Dude wipes. <laughs> it's, it's actually kind of true. No, yeah, I mean, we're, we're both fans of this You need to wipe team. down your dick before your wife smells it. Dude <laughs> wipes. <laughs> I'm blowing a tube of Aquafresh. Dude wipes. Uh, uh, Ricky, Ricky uh, keeps... Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. He owns stock in that company. He owns stock in that company. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I mean, I was upset, too. It's really hard to watch a team lose, especially in that fashion. For a guy with what seems like next to no experience, I can't even speak for the guy's track record because I haven't looked into it yet. But to not go out of bounds on that play with a minute forty-five left on the clock—it's a two-minute drill. It's—it's it's a classic. Everybody's been taught this since at least high school age, right? Two minutes, you get that ball out of bounds. You shouldn't have to be reminded of what 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 you're doing. And again, it, it might just be the fact that he hasn't been on this team that long, or he hasn't been in an offensive situation long enough, but. Going forward, I, I I want that to be uh, not a mistake that we have to see over and over again. You know what I mean? Exactly. And again, I, to speak to the point you were making, he's just not going to be a piece to the puzzle. Right. In three to four years, if this team Dante is... Dante Pettis is not going to be a piece right. to the puzzle. A lot of these Equinidia guys won't Brown, be. No. No. In three to four years, if this team is competing for a Super Bowl... And I, I feel dirty even saying that name because he was with the Packers for, what, four or five years? He was, yeah, he was like a second-round pick for him. Yeah, he didn't really do much. He was a WR three for a long time, though. right behind Marquez Valdez Scantling too. Like, mm-hmm. You know, so. But again, in three or four years, if this team's competing for a Super Bowl or in a Super Bowl, those guys won't matter. It'll be hopefully the team they build by then is better because right now it's a rebuild. They're a team that is in flux, but you you see where the deficiencies still are. This is a league run by wide receivers. He needs more weapons. He's shown today he can still make some magic happen. That run that got pulled back on the flop, he can still make magic happen. Absolutely. So now we've seen, again, I, I, to me, I've seen what can what can happen when the offense and the quarterback meet together. I think that's a good thing. Also, the Dallas Cowboys just strip-sacked Matt Stafford for a, uh, for a uh, fumble touchdown. So, oh, it's flag. It might be coming back. So, looking at the division, uh, Minnesota now sits squarely in first place with the Green Bay loss yeah. today against New York. Detroit got blanked. Minnesota, I mean, Chicago, obviously. Chicago loses, Minnesota. yeah. So, I mean, I'm not worried about the division. So I mean, I'm not worried about the division. <clears throat> two and three. The fact that they're two and three after five is actually quite surprising. They went two and two in in the first month, and that's – I thought they would go one and three at best. I really did. The fact that they pull two out is great. Um, two and three. I think last year, though, with Nagy, I think they went winless in October. Ooh. So they got to win one in October. You don't want two straight years of that. So the Bears, have they have a Thursday night game coming up. This mm-hmm. is uh, the opposite of a mini-buy. The Washington Commanders on Thursday. In Washington, I believe. So, yeah, I'm thinking this is a game the Bears should win. Washington is a piss-poor team right now. They have one of the worst quarterbacks in the league under Carson Wentz. He's not He's not playing well. There's. Does that mean that's what's going to happen? No. I said the same thing about New York because Daniel Jones is a shitty quarterback too. I think the difference is, though, is that right now uh, – I think Brian Dable has shown that he's he's more willing to take. I don't want to just say that's all he does is take chances, but I think he's a better coach as far as X's and O's go um, for his offense. Ron Ron Rivera has what? never what just happened? I turned my head away. The the extra point attempt here in the Dallas game, and this is fucking hilarious. The 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 snapper whiffed completely. The- 
this ah! team by Benny Hill. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Jesus. You need that yakety sax playing. Ooh, yeah, bad communication. Um, I was wrong. The Bears did win two games in October last season, but they lost five straight after that. It was over a. It yeah, looked like it was over a month. Chris, but, uh, Thirty-five days without a win for the Bears last the year. The Cowboys cheerleaders. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right because they lost that game to the Ravens, and then remember. <laughs> Two days later, it's like the Bears are firing Matt Nagy is the week of Thanksgiving. I remember that. And they're like, we're not not firing him right now. <laughs> and they're just like, does he know that he's, does he, so does he have a job? Does he not have a job? And the Bears are like, mm, yeah. Maybe. And then they've still made him coach on Thanksgiving. And I mean, we all knew. I mean, I, I called it. The Bears weren't going to fire him and have to still owe him money. He's got games to coach. They're going to hire somebody else. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a steadfast. The Bears do not fire midseason. They don't they pay don't unemployment do fees. That's for sure. That's what the Bears are not here to do is pay unemployment fees. Um, yeah, so Thursday is the Commanders. I will be in Portland watching the game. And I don't know. I don't really know how we're going to do this. I might, you know. We can Zoom. Okay. Yeah, I'll just do that. That'll probably be easiest. And then, yeah. It'll just, probably be a short one because we both have bedtimes. But yeah. Yeah, we'll just do a quick, or we could just do a quick like halftime show or something. Speaking of short ones, that game was uh, two hours and forty six minutes. I've noticed today. this year the, uh, the the NFL footballs has been going quicker. It seems like teams are speeding up the game a little bit. Um, I mean, unless games go to overtime, and you overall you're seeing less penalties. Yes, they're that not is nice. There were a couple ticky tacky calls today, but uh, each team was under sixty five yards on penalties. Yeah. The only big one was the PI against uh Minnesota. Yeah, I still don't I still don't agree with that call. It was uh, it yeah, this bullshit. Was it a PI or was it a holding? No, you're talking about the holding. The holding Min- is Minnesota the one I got hate. a big PI call. Yeah, the holding is the one I really did yeah, not that, like. Yeah, that was inside 1 yard. Yeah, that did to me that made no sense. Um and the but that's the thing. He threw that flag immediately. Yeah, there was that- also the the bullshit holding call on fourth down. Oh, yeah. That basically turned the tide of the game. Yeah, there's, there's, there's that being said, if the Bears would have played better in the first half, it wouldn't have come to thing, that. That's we. Can that talk is about one that. thing that's, I do want to kind of it's address. A running theme on this show is that you know you'll see forty five bad minutes of football and then blame it on one bum call. It's like no, they, they had forty five other chances to get that <laughs> right, right. Exactly. That's so far what we're seeing so far from this coaching staff too. Right now is that they come out, their plan doesn't work, but they do adjust better. I will say that. That's not something we can say about the last regime, is that this team does adjust a lot better. They're a little bit better coached in that field. I would like to see them just come out. Again, they're not good yet, so I don't want to be like, I don't want to put expectations on them. It would be nice if we see this team have one game where maybe they just come out and they they dominate from the first from the first kick. You know what I mean? I'm thinking that you might see that now. Ibraflus is still getting his feet wet too as a head coach. Everybody is brand new at their job this season, except for Allen Williams, who was a defensive coordinator, but that was years ago. Ibraflus, Getsy, I believe the special teams coordinator might have been a special teams coordinator last year. Everybody's still brand new at this, so unfortunately, it is a learning season. And in the NFL, you only have 17 games, so fans aren't very patient. 
about that because you don't want to say like, well, it's a year where we're just going to, we have to lose. It's different in baseball because it's a million games. You know, you could still throw a no hitter in a 162 game season, even if you're a bottom feeding team, you know, you get 17 of these and then you better fucking hit next year. Cause if you're asking fans to wait one year, you got to hit it next year. Ryan Pace pulled that shit for three years with the bears and we had bottom feeding team after bottom feeding team watching Cutler go to Matt Barkley and Brian Hoyer and Mike Glennon and whoever else. Bad. Josh, remember Josh Bellamy? Remember Joshua Bellamy, the, the wide receiver? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, Dowell Loggins. Or, he got a couple fist fights. I remember yeah. Josh Bellamy. Next year, you can't have, like, you can't just keep bringing back a Josh Bellamy because they brought him back for three fucking years. Year after year, they kept bringing back Josh Bellamy. You can't have any more Josh Bellamy's on this team unless he's on, like, the special teams. You know what I mean? You can't say your opening day roster is, your opening game roster has, you know, uh, Equinamia St. Brown as your number two receiver again. That's not going to fly. you got to start already building and upgrading on this offense and defense. You know what I mean? And defense, too. Defense needs... And I like St. Brown a lot as a person. <laughs> Equinamius, if you're listening, Calls feel free to call in. I, no, I, I, you re- refute the charges. <laughs> I'm just saying you don't want another season of just, oh, great, here's this guy who wasn't good last year. Or like waiting for, you know, unfortunately, like Ryan Pace did, waiting on Kevin White to get good. Or right now, waiting on Cole Komet to be a tight end one. It's just it. It's not going to happen. He, he's not a great blocking tight end, and he is slow as molasses on the catch. He's just he's not who they thought he was going to develop into. But that's not who's in charge all over again. And that's not who's in charge anymore. Though. Right? Exactly. They just got to wait. Uh, uh, you know, he might have some trade value. Probably not. I mean, who wants a somewhat okay blocking tight end for for trade for draft picks? That <laughs> you have to trade for. You just get that for nothing. <laughs> you know, the free agent market. There's no trade. I, I, I mean, in all fairness, that is a very rough position. Mm-hmm. And think about how many tight ends you know by name that people actually give a shit about. There's like nine of them. Well, the, it's the ones that... Well, yeah, I know. It's the ones that... Kelsey, the now-retired Gronkowski. Ertz. Um, well, Ertz back when he was still good. Um, yeah, there's a lot Are of you guys. talking about Julie Ertz's husband? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that guy. He's pretty decent. Um, uh, uh, you know, standout tight end Aaron Hernandez. Robert Tunyon. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that guy? What happened yeah. to Hernandez? Uh, well, he's, he's still a- hanging around. I know he's somewhere. Oh, around oh, oh. Yeah, that was that was kind of brutal. Any final thoughts? Uh, <laughs> I really, I know I say this every goddamn week, I think the Bears can pull out a win against the Commanders. I think so, too. Uh, but I think it's going to be another tight game. I think, uh, you know, today's score was very tight in the second half. The Bears scored Water 22 tight. unanswered, or, or sorry, 19 unanswered points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our kicker actually made all the kicks, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, even yeah, last right. week of the sub, I mean, we can't complain about the kicking game here in Chicago right now. I will say... Uh, go back that blocked field goal by Dominique Robinson. I I thought it was Kyler Gordon, and it looked like Dominique Robinson. Very nice, nice special teams play, man. Very and good special teams overall today. And even uh, they they whiffed the onside kick, but even fucking going for it, they caught that team entirely by surprise. Yeah, even the announcing booth had no words for it. Yeah, with the exception of some plays here and there, you saw some of the younger guys flash a little bit again. 
which is good. That's what they're going to do. They're not great. They're not. These aren't. These aren't blue chip players right now. Or and like they you might said, never he, be. even though he didn't actually get the punt. I mean, oh, oh speaking of blocks, again, again, <laughs> they got him right in the way, dude. Kyler Gordon was a fingernail away from blocking that punt. In fact, I mean, the 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 centrifugal motion from his hand going forward might have swayed it enough for Dominic Robinson to get the tip. I mean, he was. That and there close was to there the was another play where that Kyler Gordon is one hundred percent effort. It's, he's one yeah, of my favorite players in the NFL right now to watch. He's gonna he's gonna make it happen. Oh, this is a punt. I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, the, the the Dallas Cowboys special teams player didn't just block this punt. He pretty much caught it as it was coming off of his foot. Wow! I mean, I I, I can't wow. believe the effort from the Cowboys right they, now. They look like world beaters. They look really good. And I picked Dallas against the Rams this week just because. I, think, I mean, Cooper Rush, he's, he's unproven, well. but he's a good game manager. He's playing well. He's yeah. And he's if this defense holds up the way it does, I mean, they're, just, they're mm-hmm. an impressive unit. Yeah, it's uh. Unlike myself, the Cowboys have an impressive unit. <laughs> well, by comparison, it's pretty nice. Yeah, the Cowboys are you know flaunting six and a half inches right now, which is they, they got me beat by three. <laughs> they would, they would it's be fine. They it's would fine. They would take it's any cute. They would take any of those four ladies rapping in the car that I sent the video of earlier. All right, <laughs> <laughs> we will post that to the official account. <laughs> And we will, we will take off the guy at the end talking the shit. Uh, this is a MILF-friendly show, just for the record. <laughs> Again, like I told you, if that's a thirst trap, call me parched. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. See, you yeah. got it. It took you a second. You, that video I sent earlier, the four broads singing oh, in the car. Yeah. 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 I said broads. I mean, they're they're not old as, as far as well. like, the world but, yeah. is concerned. But for yeah. this club... <laughs> You know, they said I can only allow four and a half black people in here. Five percent. Oh, five percent. I was saying, yeah. So I got to hope. He's like, that means if 75 people in the club, I can let in three and a half black people. <laughs> I got to hope there's a there's a, there's a little person, a black little person out here. <laughs> That's from the hit movie Knocked Up featuring that star of stars, Catherine Heigl. Yeah, whatever. What happened to her? What's up with her lately? I'm not a peroxide in that video, though. Yeah, that. That it's movie basically ruined her career. It's because she hated the success from it. <laughs> no, she she got a reputation on set as being a BRTCH. Yeah, she's not. And a Judd player. Apatow did not uh, do anything to quell that, and neither did Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen said he'd never work with her again. Seth, if you're listening, and I know you are, I know you're a huge Bears fan, being from Canada, refute the claims. <laughs> <laughs> We will buy one of your little pottery things that you make, or your strain of weed. But come yeah, on, the there show. You go. yeah, yeah, come, yeah, do that. Yeah, tell us why Catherine Heigl deserves a second chance, Seth Rogen. S- a- and and answer my question: If you brushed up against those things, how they felt? Oh well, I mean, there is a sequence where he fucks her from behind in the movie, so it's pretty nice. He probably smelled them at least. Oh yeah, we're talking about the boobs. Yeah, get a whiff. So I think the Bears might win this game. <laughs> But yeah, it's going to be a shitty score. I'm going to say 23-20. I'll say 17-13. Classic Bears score. I mean, this is coming off a short turnaround for both Game-winning touchdown, and I'll be in Portland, Oregon, screaming. And everyone's like, please, keep it down. It's like, it's like I won't keep it down. I won't. Like, yeah, Darnell, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 
good a good note on, on, on the new catchphrase. The Bears. Get a whiff! <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the new bear down in five years. Get, get, the Bears. Get a whiff. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... That's it for me. Um, <laughs> that was the Nico and Chris Bears Post Game Wrap Up Podcast Show featuring Nico and Chris. That was Nico. That was Chris. And uh, for Kriya, I want you to let you guys know that make sure to follow the show at NNC Bears Cast and Twitter and Instagram and uh, and listen to Toadies. Yeah, and listen to the Toadies. At least listen to Rubberneck. 1994 album Rubberneck. And go ahead and listen to 2018's The uh, Upside of Downtown. I, I listened to that the other day. It's, it it's not bad. bad. Yeah. It's pretty good. I liked it. I liked it. Um, yeah, so that's it. Well, until next time, uh, bear down. Nico, bear down.